0: I can identify with this parable very easily because when I lived at St. Michael's in in mile 12 uh, when I was working in Nigeria there was a a place in the market where people would come every day 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning and line up, all of them would come day workers, line up and those contractors that were building or needed to hire somebody They would walk along and pick them out, one by one. And the saddest thing of all was, come seven or eight o'clock in the morning, the remnants were left there. And they weren't going to be hired for the day. And unfortunately, that would be a lot of suffering for their family. And I always felt very sorry for them, but it was like so many people, it was impossible to do anything for them you know was one among millions of people at the time. So I remember that I was building, we were building our priest's house and um, it was a reasonably good house unfortunately it sank into the swamp eventually but when they were building it the contractor went to hire the people from that place as well. And when I went out to see what they were doing One of the people he hired was a pregnant woman. She was probably five, six months pregnant. And I said, what is she doing here? He says, Father, she's the best worker we have. She will work any man into the ground. And I saw her, wow, she was relentless. She was ferocious in her work. And I know why, because that was the only way she could get money to look after her child when the child was born. She was on her own. And I'm talking about very heavy work. Big, huge trays of cement on her head walking up a kind of rickety uh, wooden platform two levels to cast uh, the foundation the second story of the house. She was relentless. I was watching her all day. Now I was able to slip her some money when she was leaving without the other people seeing because they would have become angry that she was getting more than they were but I had to keep it quiet and this, is a, this gospel is really not about justice about justice between what people are paid it, we have to put that out of our mind there is something more important what it really is about is the relentlessness of Jesus in calling people to be his disciples. And God is relentless as well. Jesus is relentless. He calls. All from the beginning to the end, he calls. And that is something that each one of us have to keep in mind, especially if we are baptized, each one of you, all of us, have to keep in mind that God is calling each one of us into discipleship. And discipleship, the call that he gives to each one of us, the first thing we have to be aware of is that it is a gift. And that the workers in the vineyard were losing sight of that. They were losing the sight that the call of God to us is a gift. And we see this reflected in Scripture, especially in the great prophets. Before you were born, I knew you. I consecrated you. From all eternity, I've called you. Called you by name. At this very moment and at very, this very time, God has called you in the situation you have found yourself in. And God has given you a gift and a blessing and a charism that he wants you to use to be his disciple. So it is, it is given a call given to each one of us. And it is given sometimes through other people and sometimes through events as well. But God is relentless in calling us to be his disciples. And it is a gift that he gives. And when he does call us, what is he calling us to? And the first thing that he is calling us to is to be with him. Come and follow me come and be with me, is the invitation that Jesus gave to his disciples. And being with him was and is an end in itself. It's an invitation that is given to each one of us to constantly spend time in being with him. And that that is the most important part of being a disciple. So being a disciple then means that what we are entering into is the same fundamental experience of God that Jesus has. And that is what he wants us to share in his experience of God. He wants his disciples to have that as well. And that is why he constantly calls people my friend. I no longer call you servants. I call you my friends. And it is only if we stay in that experience can we then move forward in the second aspect of discipleship which is called to be sent. And when we are called to be sent to reach out to other people, it is not bringing them a dogma or a teaching. It is bringing them an experience. Because if we spend time being with Jesus, that experience of that will bring us profound peace, profound joy, profound contentment and satisfaction. These are the benefits of being with Jesus. And this is what we want to share with joy with other people as well. And in sharing that with them, we are building up a community of disciples as well. And that community of disciples, like all of us here, are the way we are to relate to each other. We are to move in a direction of relating to each other so that the way we are with each other is the foretaste of God's plan for the world at the end of time which is very challenging indeed. How we are in our community of faith at St. Joseph's. How we are in our families, with our children, with our siblings. How we are in our community. What This is what you're called to. You're called to create relationships that will reflect the way it will be at the end of time. And this is something that is Ongoing, and it is a very long journey. I'll conclude by telling you a story. A gentleman named Gordon. What's his last name? Gordon Maxwell. He was a very distinguished missionary in India, and he met a Hindu scholar. And he said to the Hindu scholar, "I want you to teach me your language, so that I can read all about." the Hindu religion, and it can enter into your culture very well. The Hindu scholar said to him, no sir, I will not teach you my language. He says, you you misunderstand, because I will become a Christian. And he said, no, you misunderstand me, I just want you to teach me, or I don't want you to become a Christian. And he replied, sir, he said, if I spend much time with you, it will be impossible for me not to become a Christian. Such was the quality of his faith and the quality of who he was as a person. This Hindu scholar realized that if he spent time with him, he would be drawn into the same experience of God that that man had with Jesus Christ himself. And that is what we should all be aiming for, that people people encounter us they will be drawn into the same experience of God that Jesus had through us. I know it is challenging, but it is something that being a disciple of Jesus is ultimately all about. That is why Jesus is relentless in saying, follow me. At every moment and every time in our lives, that is the invitation he is giving to all of us. Come and follow me.